Never seen a lame man walk. Never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see. I promise you a pain can see. Never seen a canceled death. Never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free. I promise you a pain can we need to do we need to stop this podcast right now let's quit and let's you we're i'm gonna be your manager and you're gonna audition for the voice <laughs> well because i well you know my mama always said i sing like an angel yeah if we don't against i mean you may be the first seven chair turn and they only have four chairs <laughs> i don't know how that's possible <laughs> like adam levine will come back just to turn for you CeeLo, the entire the entire gang <laughs> This is the Big C Bigger T podcast. I'm your boy Bigger T. I'm joined always by my man Clint Clark. Big C, how you doing, buddy? You excited? Man, for I'm fantastic. Work? I am fantastic. I was mesmerized by your voice, and I and it, it and and me talking about because see, I my, my we've talked about this on the podcast before. My singing competition show of choice is is the voice. Yeah, Yours yeah. is American Idol now. Yeah. Now, now, didn't you one time buy your mom, and she loved it, for Christmas, the um, William Hung? Uh, yes. yes, William Hung CD. She, In fact, she had, that was her on her list. Yeah. She said, I want the William Hung CD. She also asked for the Backstreet Boys one time. That's did you mom. buy that one, or do you just I, William I, Hung? I, I think I gave her a gift card on that one. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I you can buy your own. Gave her like, like a, I'll be caught buying William Hung, but I won't be caught yeah, dead buying just, the factory voice. Just for the I ironic part. The Hastings. Yeah, Hastings gift card, something like that. Yeah, man, we're recording today. It's July 3rd. Um, still got 10 fingers. Still got, you still got them all. Still got them all. You're going to, you know, this is the holiday where, uh, you know, we, as Americans, we celebrate our independence from the dirty English. Yeah. I don't want to say that. We got like 10 people that listen to us. And and, and no, no. Hey, guys, I'm going to tell you, so at least from me to you guys, no hard feelings on this end. No hard feelings. That was 200 something years ago. We yeah, don't, care. don't that's care. Like, that's water under the bridge by now. Water under the bridge. It's That's tea in the old water or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's the tea party this long ago anyway um but yeah uh so we celebrate every year as americans as we should with processed meats and we blow stuff up now i'm doing it right tomorrow i really am and, and you know i a couple years ago i felt tom passing that torch to me like fourth of you like he's like I've got Christmas. Fourth of July is, is yours, kid. 
That's it's, right. It's yours. You're not ready for Christmas yet. You're not ready for Christmas yet, but you can have Fourth of July. So I I went. Um, co- Coach Ken Prophet, who we've had on the on the podcast, they uh, they do a fundraiser every year um, where they sell fireworks out at True Saints Holiness Tabernacle down on Dave Ward in Conway. Um, he doesn't even advertise it because he sells that they sell out every year. Mm-hmm. But it's a big. It's, I went down there and I spent way too much money on fireworks. Mm-hmm. Way too much money. And today I went and bought one more. Um, spent a little bit more money because I'm like, I just want a big, like a really just a gigantic one to be my grand finale. Yeah, I want to pick what I'm gonna do for the grand finale. So I got one of the, like sixty dollar boxes that you like. That thing's a dud. You're gonna cry. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But but man, I, I'm excited about blowing stuff up. And also, um, I will not be eating processed meats tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna do it up big. I, I've uh, I've got a bunch of ribs. We're gonna fire up the smoker tomorrow. Um, nice. I've actually now that we mentioned this, I, I I've been. Ribs are just hard for me to get right. You know, I wish we had Patrick on here. We could talk about this. So I'm, I'm trying something new. I did something I've never done before. Um, I made homemade hog lard. Homemade what? Hog lard. Hog lard. Hog lard. Yes, I made hog. I, it, see, I couldn't find it, and, and I think that my wife has rubbed off on me here because, like, I was looking on Amazon. It's only because I couldn't find nobody sells it anymore. Mm. And my granny Audie, who lived to be like almost 100 years old, cooked every meal in hog lard. Yeah. They told her, like, you will die if you keep cooking in hog lard. And she goes, I will die without it. And she's and like, <laughs> how old was she? Yeah, she was in her 90s when she passed away. Yeah, she's like 90-something years old. Like, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> oh, she didn't. Smoke. You know, her house smelled like Campo Fanique when you walked in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, you, you know, yeah. you guys in your 40s, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that smells like. Any millennials listening, like, well, that's Campo Fanique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very pungent, kids. It was very pungent. But she cooked everything in hog lard. So I, I, the new way to smoke the ribs is you, you, you get some hog lard. And you smoke the hog lard, but I like I was 20 bucks off Amazon. So I called Harps and I was like, can I get some pork fat? And so I put the pork fat in the uh in the in the uh, crock pot and just cooked it all day. And now I've got two jars of homemade hog lard. Nice. Spent three dollars and twenty-six cents where it'd been 20 bucks off Amazon. That's what I'm talking about. That, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That Paul Clark would be proud of me. Um, right. now another funny Paul Clark story. Is is you know I, I love jujitsu, mm. um, so I call him up. So I've got a guy that's competing on IBJJF, and they broadcast those live on Flow Grappling. So I call. Uh, so me and Paul are both on his Flow Grappling <laughs> at the same time. It yeah, is kicking his off because I'm logged into Paul's account. Yes, I'm. I'm that. I did that. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Um, I committed a small minor crime. Um, yeah. So. If, if they come arrest me during the middle of the podcast, Travis, I'm sorry. It's been a good one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I call Paul and I'm like, man, look, my guy's grappling. Can you just jump off your account and let me have it just for a little bit? Now, Paul pays the bill. I do not donate anything to this bill. It is 100% Paul's, Paul's account. It's the first time I'd ever logged into it. <laughs> and he's like, did you really just call me to ask me to quit watching what I'm watching in my own home? <laughs> so you could watch this I'm yes like, i did yes, yes i did yes i did paul uh totally, yes i did oh totally did so i am like yeah well down here in thornton clint we uh uh we have a 
fireworks show in town. It's my first one since living here. So I'm going to go to that tomorrow. I think they're giving away free hot dogs and, Ooh. and, uh, I, I, I'm, there's going to be some live bands there. I don't know. It's live music. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be a good little time. Speaking of live music, I went and saw the guy that, that does our the music for our opening and ending each week. Plays us in and out every week. Plays us in and out. Sean Michelle, he got, he came down to South Arkansas and El Dorado and Camden this weekend and got to see him perform. And I'm telling you, if you get a chance, um, he's, uh, he's trying to get, he's just moved back to Bryant. And so he's trying to get a few more shows. And so he's, uh, He's, he may be up around the Little Rock area some, but if you're out there listening and you get a chance to go see him, you will not regret it. He um, he puts energy into it. I guarantee you that. If you hear that song at the beginning of ours, that that hard one, two, three, four, and it sounds like it's get you fired up, energy. That's Punch you right in the face. That's who he is. Okay, and he plays an eclectic mix of music. He did uh he did Folsom Prison Blues, Clint. And he, and he said uh, he did it at first. He sort of did it in Johnny Cash's voice, sort of, where he sounded kind of like Johnny Cash. And then, but Sean has a natural when he sings just in his regular voice. It's a real bluesy, almost a black gospel sort of sounding voice to it. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a delta blues sort of a sort of a voice, and um, and so he's got it's got like some into it right well he he did it was real funny he said uh he said i watched a youtube video one time of a video of of elvis singing this song with johnny cash and he said it just didn't sound the same when elvis did it <laughs> he said but you know hey that was elvis he said i'm gonna pretend like johnny said let me sit in and sing it with him today so he sang a couple of the verses you know, the one I, I one shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. And, watch him die. And sang it, but he sang it in Sean's voice, you know, where it was more rocking anyway. Yeah. It was really good. So now was he now was he thankful for us to keep him on as the opening? Because you know Bono's called us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, let me let me work a little something up for you. Yeah. I think I Chris Stapleton's called you. He's like, Hey, I heard about you from Paul Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're like, still no, waiting no. on that uh, Dave Grohl uh, Foo Fighter call, uh, you know, since we mentioned him with the Michael Turner interview, yeah. uh, since, you know, talked about his hometown and all. Yeah, Guys, we're loyal that. guys. We're sticking with Sean Michelle. We're sticking quit, with Sean Michelle. Quit calling. Stat. Listen, Shakir, you stay out of my DMs. I'm not that's using right. you. Listen. Listen, Kanye. I <laughs> I'm liking some of your music, but yeah, listen, Jay Z, just y'all coming off needy guys. You're coming off needy out with Beyonce. Yeah, Drake, your your new stuff is just not good. So just yeah, Drake, I don't want you messing up my life too. Leave that's right. You're just leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so you got a holy snikes moment for us? I did. I saw this. I I saw it, and I was like, man, I've got to talk about this on the podcast um now that we're talking about it i'm brain farting on his name mark apple mark apple who was the number one overall draft pick 
nine years ago, back in 2013, he was the number one overall. He was the number eight overall draft pick. And then they didn't pony up enough money. He's like, hey, hey, kids, guess what? I'm going back to college. Mm-hmm. And then he got drafted number one overall. Um, and actually just hadn't worked out for him. Um, pitched for the first time in the majors in nine years. And it was quite a journey. Like at one time, like he battled depression real bad yeah. for not living up to expectations. Um, Cause man, when you're the number one overall pick, it is so rare. You, you, they're, they're saying this guy's going to the majors. Oh yeah. He was, he was actually only one of three guys. Uh, Brian Taylor, who I believe was a pitcher drafted out of high school. Um, and Steve Chilcutt um, of the New York Mets. Now, I, I mean, you talk about this the other day, and I kind of dorked out a little bit because I like sometimes looking at anomalies because, mm-hmm. well, I'm weird. Yeah, I, I know it's just the way I'm wired. I think what I mean. So, so this is this is your classic uh, Sam Bowie moment. Yeah, Th- this is because guess who? Because um, Steve Chilcott drafted number one all overall by the New York Mets in 1966. Guess who the number two overall pick was? In what year? 1966. Oh, wow. He's only 10 years before you're born, Travis. How I'm don't saying, you know this? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Who is? Reggie Jackson. Wow, wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying, like, when you Mr. think about October. it. Mr. October was drafted number two overall in 1966 by the Kansas City Athletics. Kansas City. Kansas City, not Royals, athletics. Yeah. So um, then, as me and you were discussing it the other day, um, I told you, I said, you know, only because I had this one wrong. I said, you know, the number one uh, who the the first, there's only one number one overall pick. And I was wrong about this to be in the MLB Hall of Fame. And and at the time I told you, I thought it was, um, I knew Chipper Jones. Where there's actually two others. No, Chipper Jones was the second. Um, you have any clue who number one would be? And it's it's recent. We would know who they are. Well, I remember you told me. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. Uh, well, no, I can't. No, I don't remember. Uh, first father and son to play together. Oh, Griffey. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. was the first one. He went in the Hall of Fame in 2016. Yeah. So you can think about that, how long the MLB draft has been has been a thing. Yeah. That it took to 2016, 2016 for a guy to be drafted number one overall wow. to get in. Um, then Chipper Jones, and then even though I think he was probably drafted first, Harold Baines, he oh, went in 2019. I got a bunch of his cards. Yeah. He was the one that got printed a bunch back in the day. So, and I was telling you um, at the time, I said, well, you know, Chipper Jones was was the earliest draft pick, the latest draft pick to ever get inducted in the MLB Hall of Fame was Mike Piazza. Yeah. Which, and this is, once again, I nerded out on this a little bit. I apologize for just, <laughs> I'm a cesspool of useless information, people. Yeah. But he broke the record of the guy that said it before, the literally the year before. So, the, and it was John Smoltz. Really, Smoltz was drafted. Was the drafted in the twenty second round, and uh, Mike Piazza shattered the record. Shattered it. Drafted in the sixty second round, 
the wow. 1,390th pick. Wow. Piazza. Mike Piazza. He could, he could hit that ball. Wasn't the best defensive catcher in the world. Oh. But, yeah, he could hit the ball. Uh, played a lot of first base towards the end of his career, but it just – that was a – did you think about that? Hall of Famers like John Smoltz, 22nd round. Mike Piazza, literally almost three times as many rounds back. Yeah. I mean, you know, just it's it's crazy. And That's wild. And from what I'd heard – and me and you both think we remember hearing this story. Um, so – or um source on this is mine and Travis's memory, which uh, right, yeah. not that good. So, yeah. is, uh, we think that he Piazza was literally drafted as a favor to Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, I think so. But but we can't we we can't remember. It's not verified. I didn't Google it. We're so, wrong on that, just say so, yeah, they're they're idiots. Yeah, well, I mean we there, there's stuff oh, put out there with politicians that's got more re, less research than that. So who cares? Let's go. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, Clint. Now uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but our baseball team is going to look a lot different next year. They they really are. Uh, people are transferring out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were some we expected, you know. Uh, I think Leach was a little bit of a, a little bit surprising. Kind of surprising because he was the only catcher on the, on the staff um, at the time. And then – then you find out who they got coming in. They got a switch hitting Juco or a small college catcher that was he Juco? No, I think uh, he was no, no, they they did get a Juco infielder. But he uh anyway, this small catcher, college. they got a switch hitting catcher coming in that hit over 400. Yeah. Um but then you got uh and Leach goes to Missouri, and you got was it Toll? That went to Texas. No, thanks. So. Now, here's why a question for you, though, Clint. Right. Yeah. Something we're seeing on Twitter or wherever else when these guys, you know, announce they're leaving, either them saying it or someone else saying it, they're saying, once a hog, always a hog. What do you think about that? Yeah. Is is yeah. Leach is going to Missouri? Right. A team that we're gonna battle for a conference championship. I mean, we're better than them normally, but you know what see what I'm saying? And he's right. gonna play for them. Is he wants a hog because of he hit for a cycle against UCA earlier in the year? Right. All of a sudden he's wants a hog, always a hog. It's easy to paint it with a want to paint it with a broad brush. It really is. You want to take a big long, you want to take one of the rollers, you want to paint the entire wall with that and say, this is what this is. The 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 reality is every case is different. Um, I'm gonna name three I'll, I'll name three football players. I'll name four. Mike Woods. Would you consider Mike Woods always a hog? No. Would you would you say Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché always a hog? Um, Neil, mm. so I don't know. Ty Story, Ty Story always a hog. See Ty Story, I feel like 
I do feel like it because he got pretty much told to leave. Right. See, isn't like Jackson Robinson, um, basketball player, pretty much said, look, I've got Ricky Council coming in. I, I want Ricky Council more than I want you. Yeah. So every case is different. You know, like Ty Story was basically told, hey, we don't have space for you anymore. Yeah. We don't. Uh, Mike Woods, I don't know why Mike Woods transferred. It makes no sense. Uh, I and think see, heard Mike, the Mike Woods one, I'm going to always be a little a little angry about. Because Mike Woods was Mr. Razorback. He was, he was the Razorback football team representative on social media. He had his YouTube channel. He was the voice in a lot of ways of that team for the public. Really was. And then all of a sudden – and he had had a good spring. Yeah. So he didn't leave. Ty Story left knowing that he wasn't going to be used. And that he, no, he, was told, he was told as much by Chad Morris. Exactly. Mike Woods was going to be used as far as we know, unless there's something we don't know. Oh, he, was number, he was the number two wide receiver. And it seemed like, yeah, it's still like the, it goes back to, what the transfer portal was meant to be mm. and that and i and i think sam Pittman has captured it better than anybody now like and, and we've talked about this podcast now that won't be said he won't take a good transfer out of the portal because he's like well no nah, that's not what the thing was meant to be used for yeah now if he can upgrade his team roster by getting somebody out of the portal he's going to do it yeah um but the, but the portal was meant for guys that are probably over recruited that aren't going to be able to play, you know, we had a running back this year and he told him, he goes, man, that's exactly what the portal was meant for. I would even say Traylon Smith, who just transferred from Arkansas. I would concede, because I would consider Traylon Smith always a hog because Traylon Smith saw the writing on the wall. Well, and I think Traylon Smith, Traylon Smith came here, he transferred in, he helped us during a time to get us to where we are now okay yeah he he put in the effort and then the recruiting saw him move down and he saw it dominic johnson uh rocket sanders and aj green aj green are gonna take his carries he knew that and And everybody's excited about james joiner or joiner too exactly you know, they say Joiner's just a smaller version of, of Rocket Sanders, a little bit smaller version. And so he he went out and he went somewhere where he knew the offense, <laughs> where he could get some playing time right away and finish his last year and try to make it to the pros. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and I mentioned this to you when I first – threw this idea at you to talk about this, or or you may have brought it up, I can't remember. But when we talked about, you know, this is an idea of what to talk about. One of the ones that we've forgiven in the past that we consider once a hog, always a hog, is Houston Nutt. Yeah. You know, he started out at Arkansas. Now, um, if I remember right, wasn't he – didn't Houston come in under – Holtz. I think he did. No, he came in under Broles, and Holtz was going to change the offense. So that's why he went to Oklahoma State. 
Okay. Because it was going to be a different offense than what he was recruited into. And so he wasn't, he wasn't going to have a chance to play. Right. And that's why it's a little, it's easy, so much easier to forgive him. Plus when he came back as a coach and even to this day, he's proven that he's a Razorback. Okay. Well, I mean, not, not to a degree, the end of his tenure was tumultuous and yeah, I mean, that's another Oprah show, but for the most part, he bought respectability back to Arkansas. Yes. He did the same thing that Sam Pittman's done. You know, and that's being said, I know this wasn't what we're talking about, but I've seen a lot of things that, uh, this is the worst coaching hire over the last 10 years. It's like Chad Morris, you best coaching him. hire the last 10 years. Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman. That's like the number one and one. Yeah. Like we, we've, we've hit it on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's just, you can't judge every case the same. Cause like Ty Story was told like, no. And well, then and I see, you know, like in Ty Story, that was going to be his chance. You know, going to Western Kentucky was going to be a place where he could go try to prove himself, try to make it to the NFL. Yeah. Fouché and Brooks went to one of our main rivals. Now, it was the school that they grew up loving. I understand that. Right, yeah. And I do appreciate what they did while they were here. You've heard me on this podcast. I was a big Fouché fan. Okay. Well, Fouché had that C on his chest. And I loved, I loved watching the guy play. I thought he put out a lot of effort. Yes, he made mistakes, but a lot of guys that we love made mistakes on that defense. But <clears throat> I really think – I think there's a difference, though. When you, when you go to a rival team in the SEC like that, uh, when you go, you know, like a Leach going to Missouri, uh, Toll going to Texas, uh, those – those just tend to hurt worse, Clint. They do. I mean, they do. I, I remember I, – I mean, I remember the day that, like, I looked down at my phone and I saw on Twitter that Albert Pujols was signing with the Angels. And I'm a huge Cardinal fan. It broke my heart. Yeah. It just really it – was, it was a kick to the gut. When you're a fan that you just love the team and you see one of your players doing that that you love, yeah. doing it, it hurts. Yeah. Um, it, but see, with Ty Story, it was a team that he grew up loving. He'd always wanted to play for. And Not Ty you know, Story. No, I'm saying Ty Story grew up wanting to play, be a Razorback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and so Ty Story, I may have may have started it wrong. I start to, I do that sometimes. But you're going to be a Razorback. That was where he wanted to be, and then the program did it to him. And I think it really hurt Ty Story to leave. It did. I don't know because you know I think it killed him when he got knocked out of that old Miss game. Yeah. If Ty Storehan got knocked out of that Ole Miss game that one year, Chad Morris has at least one SEC win. Yeah. Because that team believed in Ty Story. Yeah. I think Ty Story was the leader of that team in a dysfunctional situation. And then you you see that chip he put on his shoulder when he got to come back. Yeah. When he's like, he he pretty much got Chad Morris fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he did. And he's like, he, yeah. he, and he handled the entire thing with class, and then he made an uh, Instagram post. It wasn't bad. He's like, you thought I'd forgot. I had it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, you took my dream from me. You took, you took my dream. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's fine. And then he took Chad Morris's job and made him one of the biggest jokes in the history 
of college football. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ty Story. You are forever a hog. That's right. Um, some of you other guys that transfer, we're going to judge you on a case-by-case basis. That's right. And, and you're totally right about Woods. That one hurt more, more than anything. Him and Lucas Coley, both, were two just the most energetic guys on, on Twitter and Instagram pumping up the hogs. Yeah. And, you know, now Coley, he left because he, he was so far down on the depth chart, he may never have saw the field. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to be better than Malachi Singleton. And I don't think he's definitely not better than KJ Jefferson. No. Um, but see, you, I wouldn't consider Coley always a hog. Yeah. Um, no. You know, so I played more downs at Tech than he did at Arkansas. Just saying. <laughs> now, Clint, another big news this week. Okay, this is huge. A bomb dropped the other day. Okay, which we t- we've done whole podcast on this idea of realignment of super Oh yeah. And uh, in the past. And one of the things that we talked about, there was a, a graphic come out uh, whenever this, when Texas, you know, when Texas and op- the, everyone says this is the big bomb that dropped. They're wrong. The big bomb that dropped was Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. That was the big bomb. That's what started all this. That that's the, the catalyst for everything else that's happening right now. Okay. It's just, there's, all those USC huggers out there that, you know, want to make this be the biggest one. But here's – so you have SEC with 16 teams. Mm-hmm. Now here goes USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten to make 16 teams. Yeah. Isn't that right? And will there be 16? Yeah, there'll be 16 teams. Now – were you as shocked as I was? You know, going there. No, I wasn't. But you know, Patrick, because you know there was the rumblings about Duke and North Carolina joining the SEC. Mm. But like, and Patrick's like, he goes, "If you're hearing about it, it's probably not true." Yeah, because this was just like the Texas Oklahoma thing. Well, we didn't hear about it till it was like, oh, dang. It, it it's 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 not being talked about. It's happening. Well, you say that, Clint. I heard about it four or five years ago. Yeah, but no one there took was, it serious. I don't know. I forget when it was, but I was listening to a national sports radio show, and they had a guy come on that was a college foot, you know, college football, college sports guru or something, and he said. He predicted all this that's happening so far. He, well, he didn't predict the USC-UCLA thing, but he did predict Oklahoma and Texas. Right. And he predicted it going to some super conferences and things like that. And the host on that show poo-pooed him. They thought, that day, that's not going to happen. And like even after he got off there, and I was like, "Are y'all kidding me?" That what he said makes sense. And so, to be honest with you, I've been kind of waiting for this for four or five years. So I'm gonna ask you some questions right now, and you're not, and you can answer them yes or no. Gotcha. Is the Big Twelve gonna survive? Um. Well, the uh, I got a text earlier from uh, our buddy Mike Floyd, and okay. he said there is a report out that. Um, let me see what it's sources indicate uh, to Wildcat Authority 
that there will be significant discussions centered around Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah making their way to the soon-to-be altered Big 12 Conference. Okay. See, in that case, I think those are vibe. They're, they're adding some quality schools. The only way I see it working is if they take the Big 12 and add it to what's left of the Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah, there it's going to be there's going to be a big four. Now, now obviously I think I think the SEC still has has established themselves as the big dog on the block. Oh yeah. Because now I do think the Big 10 added the two most attractive schools out there outside Texas and Oklahoma. You can now, argue that Oregon would be more attractive than UCLA. You can. Um I, I don't think they're quite what UCLA is in baseball and basketball. Yeah. I think, oh, their overall portfolio is better. Yeah. Um, Chip Kelly's an attractive head coach. Um, he, yeah. he really is for the for the football team. He's an attractive personality to bring into your conference. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem the style of play at UCLA and USC, you know, the perception doesn't quite fit the big 10 to me. No. Nope. I don't – I mean, it just – I don't think of – not even with Lincoln Riley there. No, I just don't. I mean, just uh, Burt makes more sense um, in the Big Ten to me than yeah. USC. I, I don't think they quite fit. Yeah. But but what they did is they went out and out of that LA television market. Oh. The Big Ten did. That's that's what they did. They got that. They got that LA. Um, so. The yeah. average road trip plant for the LA schools is going to be over two thousand miles with the rest of the schools. See, it, it all this being Rutgers. It makes football. It makes sense. I, I think location doesn't matter in football. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just blow it up. Just be, put put freaking UCLA in the same conference as Syracuse. Yeah. Who cares? It's one Saturday a year. Yeah. Where and you're gonna make money off the trip because you're gonna draw fans. Where it's gonna hurt is when your women's volleyball team has to fly from Los Angeles, California to 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 New Jersey to play Rutgers. Yeah. That's when it's gonna make no sense. Now that's why I want to talk about that in a minute. Okay. I want to circle back real quick. Okay, my bad. Because we no, no, no. You didn't you didn't know I wanted to do that. So the the first big shoe to drop was Texas, Oklahoma. The second big one to drop is USC, UCLA. The next one everybody's waiting for right now, Clint. Notre Dame, isn't it? Notre Dame is going to do. See, I don't think Notre Dame is going to do anything. If you're Notre Dame, what's it worth to you? Why would you do it? You have your own television contract. You can play who you want. Everybody wants to play you. It's not like if Notre Dame called up, um, let's just say Boise State, yeah. and said, hey, Boise, yeah, um, we have an opening in 2031 and 2032. We'll do a home and home with you. You know, boys, every school in this country is going to say, yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let, let's just do it. They'll set up a buyout, you know, and all that. Uh, and and there's more. a couple other things in there, okay? For one thing, um, here's the concern that, that Notre Dame has. If they form these super conferences, then only teams in those super conferences are going to be eligible for a national championship. 
So no, if Notre Dame doesn't align with one of those super conferences, then they will not be eligible because more than likely what's going to come with these super conferences, Clint, is going to be a new form of NCAA. Like yeah. we talked about with Patrick, the NCAA, it'll something like the NCAA, a governing body will be there. It'll be another name, okay? Before it was NCAA, it was the NAIA. Then now it's NCAA. They're, I think they're going to get rid of the NCAA. They're going to have something new. It's going to be a governing body that's going to that's going to come up with rules for NIL. That's going to come up with rules for transfer portal. That so it's not as crazy as what it is now among these super conferences. And if you're not in one of those super conferences, there's a good chance that you do not have a chance to compete for the national championship unless they decide to make some playoff spots for outside teams coming in. But if these conferences are 20 teams, Clint, you can't even play all the teams in your conference. See, here, here's what I think is going to happen. And I've literally thought this up a few minutes ago. So don't, don't, <laughs> so it just, it's a, I think we're ending up with four, with four major conferences. I think what the leftovers of the Pac-12 and Big 12 are going to merge. And I think if they do that, they have a competitive conference. Um, So I think the SEC, Big 10, I could see a scenario where at the end of the year, the top four teams of every conference play in like an interconference playoff, and then the four champions go on. I can see something like that happen. Like that, do a 16 team playoff, but you have four from each conference and y'all play it amongst your conference. Yeah. And whoever the conference champion goes, I, I think something like that would work. It makes too much sense for them to do it. Well, here's the, here's, here's a couple other wrenches to throw in there. What if they end up going to 20 team conferences? Because right now we're thinking about 16 team conferences. We're thinking SEC will stay pat where they're at. Right. Well, there's rumors out there that the SEC is going after Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and possibly North Carolina. Okay. No, I would. I would be rumors that the Big Ten is going after some of those same schools, including Notre Dame. Now, the thing with Notre Dame that I wanted to come back to real quick. Notre Dame has a already has a tie-in with the ACC they do. other sports. So in order for them, but it would be profitable for them to join the Big Ten, which would make the most sense to them because they would still be able to keep the rivalry with USC that's lasted forever. They would <clears throat> and they would just have to pay a payout to the ACC for those other sports and that, but then what they would make being a part of that big 10 network and all that stuff, they would. That's make. what's got to happen is, is, is MT um, Notre Dame's got to look, look at the paper and being like, okay, this financially makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, the end of the day, yeah, national championships are cool, but millions upon millions and millions of dollars is cooler. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the end of the day. It's a business. Yeah. College is like you can say it's about education, all that. No, it's a business. Your, your universities want to make money. 
Um, see, and like you were talking about. So let's say that, let's say that uh, there's four super conferences, right? And and I that do think mean, that's where we're heading. That would mean the ACC needs to be one of those. The way things are right now. Yeah. But if the SEC goes in and steals Clemson and all those schools that I just mentioned, then what does that leave for an ACC conference? No, you – and then – so – Maryland, Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a and – that's, and that's where this USC thing – to me is so huge because to me, okay. In the SEC, you have Alabama and Texas where your hinge schools, right? I mean, we got all the other ones, but I mean, you got Georgia, you can argue all those others and SEC, but you know, you got, I mean, Texas and Alabama, they were, you're going to, you know, they're your, your blue blood, whatever. And, the Big Ten, you got, you know, um, you got uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and all and all the others. I thought you were going to just have the Pac-12 would add some schools from out that direction. Right, like see them like add Boise State, yeah. maybe South uh, San, San Diego, Diego State, somebody like that, you know, whatever. Bring in some of those schools. And though, and but then USC and UCLA were going to be, and Oregon were going to be your, your blue bloods there or whatever. But them coming over to the Big Ten totally changes that, and makes it almost to where are we going to have two conferences? I mean, are we going to have two? Are we going to have? Is it going to be like the NFL with the NFC, AFC, with divisions? <laughs> it's crazy, Clint. Who it? knows how? It's, who knows how it's going to end up? But now, it see because the the see because the schools to me that make the most sense to add for us for for them because I mean, if you want to you you want to keep some some players in the other conference so y'all have people to compete again. Mm-hmm. You want to keep so I, I I'm against adding Clemson. I'm against adding Miami because I don't think I don't think that move is good. I think killing the ACC would be bad for college sports. I especially in basketball. I yeah, think. I think killing the ACC would be bad for college sports. Yeah. The Big 12 and the in the Pac-12 were kind of the two weaker Power 5 conferences. To me those make the most sense to kill off. So what you can do is you can but you can merge the bottom end of the Big 12, Pac-12, and but I don't think it'll be – I don't think it would ever be considered Power 4 worthy. I think the Big 12, the ACC, maybe you could count them in. I think, you, I, think, I think Oklahoma State makes the most sense to be in the SEC. Right Oklahoma now. State, Baylor. I think those two make the most sense. That 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 gets you up to sixteen teams, um, eighteen, eighteen teams, and if, if you're going to do two more, I, I'm not sure who you go after from there. Um, yeah, but I think those two teams to me make the most sense. I would agree with you, Baylor, 
and I think they fit the blueprint. They fit the footprint. Mm. Um, you, you know, know Houston, Houston's a pretty good draw. I mean, they. Yeah, I don't know about Houston, um, but TV. but I think I, now that would be a real slap in the face to A and M because A and M really recruits Houston yeah. really well. I think A and M would put the kibosh on that real quick. You're right. You're right. Um, I think I think TCU would make more sense that way. You get the Dallas market. That's true. Um, I mean, it's but but who I'm saying I don't I'm, I would be against not because I'd be scared of playing Clemson. I think Arkansas Clemson have been a heck of a ball game this year. Yeah, I think it would look like the Arkansas LSU game, but I think it'd have been a heck of a ball game. Yeah. Um. But and I, I think you can compete with Florida State, Miami, yeah. uh, especially as long as my buddies down there. Um, coaching Florida State. I don't want to get fired up. I'll need to go take my calm down medication if That's I do. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I know people have been talking about Memphis joining the. I've, I've seen Memphis joining the ACC. I saw reports of that. Um, so stuff's happening. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy, Clint. It's gonna in ten years. It's gonna be a whole new world. It's gonna be a whole new world. We're going to figure out the NIL, you know, NIL stuff. Well, here's the thing, too, with that. I heard, I heard someone mention this on ESPN Radio this morning. And it was kind of a dumb statement at first. In fact, the host, this caller mentioned it. And then he, uh, he you know, but even with the NIL and the transfer stuff and everything, when does all this college age sports disconnect from the educational part of it because to be honest with you if you're looking at it from a business perspective the educational part just gets in the way <laughs> it's and it's a new world those kids there's some of them that are there and they do get degrees, and they care about that. There's others. How, I mean, how many of them, Clint, have tutors that are doing all their work for them? Oh, I'm they're sure. Not, they're not learning a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's more. And then as soon as their eligibility's up, they're off training for the next level. Yeah. And it, they're not – they're there because they can go back and do school later if they want to. Oh, but but can you blame them? I mean, me I don't and you, blame, I'm not. No, me and you. I'm not, I mean, not talking you, bad about them one bit. Oh no, because me and you were talking about like basketball. Like, no, it's, it's your earning time. Go make your money. I'm you not talking bad about them one yeah. bit. But as yeah. you as you look at it, and enough, you know what what school was it that um, Jay Z's right hand like CFO just took over as their. AD or something or like a, not sure, but that I can't remember. There was some like one of one of Jay Z's right hand men just took over as as some university, okay, or something. Anyway, but when the business people start taking over, and that's what ADs have become, and that's what Hunter Yurichek is. Yeah, Hunter Yurichek is a business person. He's not an educator like Frank Rose was. Frank Bros started out as an educator. You know, Yurichek is a businessman. 
Yeah. And he does a really good job and I'm proud to have him. I'm not talking bad about him. I'm just speaking the reality. Well, One of these days, remember? people are finally going to look and say, why are we even messing with the educational part of this? No, I mean, I mean, most kids are. I mean, you're 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 worried about where you can go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, maybe your two three star recruits are worried about their education, but I guarantee you, like, you know, your five star, your high four, your five stars, four stars, they're thinking, who's going to get me to the NFL? Now, the one who's thing that make me some NFL money, and this I'm thinking out loud here. Okay, the oh, one thing ahead. that may keep them from disconnecting from the education is those NIL deals are not tax deductible anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not considered, it can't be considered a, or not necessarily the NIL, but, you know, the donations for the nice stadium at the school for, and the facilities for the people to play, you would be taking that away from it. Yeah. So that would be, that would, I'll probably just, well, no, you're right. I mean, I probably just I answered mean, my own question right there. Well, you know, and 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 we've had this discussion at my job where you know, if you're at t you give three million to the University of Arkansas. Why not give the University of Arkansas two million and spread the other million out about the, against the, amongst the players, having them shoot commercials and stuff for you? Yeah, I mean that's that's where your you know your donations will will cease. Yeah. But uh, the way it. We could literally a year from now, you know, we next July fourth be having or, or um, this podcast and be t- it is not going to look the same. No, we, we'll, we'll bring up this and we could be talking about Memphis jumping the ACC, Florida That's State, right. Miami jumping to the SEC. You know. All right, Clint. Before we go, different subject. What are you watching? Oh man, you know what? I started watching today, and I just first time I'd watched it, I was just bored, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a try. But I didn't want to go back too far. I wanted to, you know, watch the latest season. I started watching Master Chef. Yeah, just started. Watching, I mean, just I mean, I'm watching like season the the one that was last year, the one that's 2021, and I was like, how have I not been watching this? This show's amazing. They bring in all the big name chefs, and they do tournament style. Yeah, well, no, this is they they have the they kind of do like it's almost like they one gets eliminated every week, but yeah. the big name chef's usually a a guest. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's been like they've had Paula Dean, Emerald on there. Oh okay. uh, you, uh, Curtis Stone, yeah. I think you're thinking Iron Chef. No, not Iron Chef. Uh it's another one. Guy Freddy Freddy does it. Um but it's like a tournament with all the chefs and the, oh, okay. all the big name chefs come in and he does a bracket. Like he ranks them one through eight yeah. and uh, there's 16 of them. And then they, uh, they play it out in like a tournament style. No, that, that does sound cool though. But no, this is, I'm just watching it. There are no names and they're trying to win like first place is $250,000. So I've been, been, I've been binge watching that day about halfway through the season. Matter of fact, I, I, quit in the middle of the episode to come what to come do this podcast okay well sorry so, yeah so as soon as i get you to quit jabber jabber i'm gonna go watch uh sorry to interrupt. well i finished uh stranger things okay and, uh, it was excellent no i haven't seen this season yet but i've heard good things about it and i did hear next season they're gonna have to make a time jump 
just because yeah. of all the growth spurts the kids have, have hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's really good, though. It's really good. But I watched something, and I want to say you might have mentioned it on here before, or you may have mentioned it some other time. Have you watched Snowflake Mountain? I started to watch it, and I could, I'm like, this is so fake, I couldn't watch it. Like, literally 10 minutes into it, I'm like, this is. Okay, I'll watch the whole thing. Well, I take that back. I started watching it. Okay. And I took about two naps. But it played all the way through. <laughs> I, got, I think I got I think I some of it. I don't remember. And it was actually pretty, especially by the end of it. The first of it, I really like. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Because these people, they're just annoying. I know. I hated them all. And like the premise of it is, is they take snowflakes. They take young people that are pretty much doing nothing with their life. They're just living off their parents. They're young 20 somethings. Most of them. I think there's a couple that's like 19 or something, but they're pretty much doing nothing. They don't work really. They don't do anything. And they, these two guys take them up in this, in the woods. They tell them they're going for some kind of reality show to this nice resort and they get there and they're in the woods staying in like these tents using yeah. an outhouse uh you know and they give them like different things that they have to do and they can leave anytime they want but if they leave there's they get fifty thousand dollars one of them will get fifty thousand dollars at the end of it but if anybody leaves, it takes $5,000 off of that 50 so that there's less that one of them can win. And uh, anyway, it's a, uh, at first, man, it was just really just, I mean, they're just annoying people. They're just the type of people that, you know, they're, they're getting on there trying to be dramatic, trying to get more camera time, all that kind of stuff. But kind of by the end of it, you start kind of seeing some of their – they start learning some things. And the two guys that host it aren't necessarily the most charismatic guys in the world. Yeah. But they're just – but they're like wilderness training guys, former military guys. and But they do a good job teaching them responsibility, accountability, things like that. And so, anyway, it actually turned out to be interesting by the end of it. Uh good. I was actually surprised I ended up liking it. I didn't think I would. You know what movie I ended up rewatching today? Um, kind of in the middle of watching uh, Master Chef episodes to my son wanted to watch it, and I'm a terrible parent. What's that? Um, Dodgeball. I watched Dodgeball oh, today. Yeah. And I tell you, I think that is maybe the one of the most underrated Jason Bateman performances ever. Yeah. I, I, I would actually, I would love to see Gary Cole and Jason Bateman call like a basketball game <laughs> like you know you, you and it doesn't have to be like an arkansas baylor or you know arkansas kentucky duke north carolina let them call like a hofstra versus yeah. central ohio and just have fun with it yeah i mean I, I mean it would be fun i think it'd be i think it'd be a lot of fun but yeah i, I thought really like bateman you, you like Bateman? I do. And 
but it had one of them scenes in it that you, that we, me and my wife were watching. I'm like, boy, that didn't hold up well. Um, whenever at the end of it, and Dodgeball's been out long enough, I don't think I need to go spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but spoiler alert, at the end of it where he's quit and he's sitting in the airport ready to fly out and he talks to Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Lance Armstrong's giving him to talk about yeah. perseverance. I'm like, eh. That didn't work out so well, did it? Yeah. <laughs> like that one didn't hold up well. Well, Big T Money, we made it through another one, baby. We made it through another one, folks. This is an, another episode 69. Ooh, episode 70. Big C, Bigger T. We'll be 70 next week. He's 70. Big C, Bigger T podcast. We got Check some big out. things lined up, Spotify, people. Apple, mm-hmm. Amazon, all those places. Yeah. Check us if, out. If you can get a podcast, we're on it. We, we right. really are. Uh, a lot of big things line up, but but guys, what drives us is you sharing, liking, and subscribing. That's right. So comment, uh, all those kind of things. We got some uh may have some merch coming out uh yeah. pretty soon. So yeah. uh we got some stickers that uh if you're wanting one of those, let us know. We'll try to get those out. We've ordered some more. Clint ordered just a sample group and um uh, we uh we may have some more of those coming out later and uh who knows what else will happen but yeah, we're working we're, on some we're looking, more at doing a, we're looking at doing a few things you know and 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 you know one things that you know but we're looking at getting more guests on yeah um i got a big one lined up i'm not gonna let the cow the back i told Travis i might drop it but i've told a couple people and the guys i've talked about are are really excited or talk to about it really excited about them. like man please let me know as soon as that one drops yeah because i'm excited about it yeah excited. one of the people in this world i'm truly scared to death of yeah clint may get in trouble on that one i may get in trouble it i, I was telling them I was, this would be a good clint gets roasted episode i'm sure yeah so. well seriously folks thank you for listening thank you for watching like comment subscribe all those good things Happy 4th of July. Go blow something up. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest.
words got me on my knees Then the gentle breeze blows by Pick me up right on time Listen, 